Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Welcome to Exodus, California, moving to Tennessee. I am your host, Joanne Kraft, and I am here with my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. Hey, y'all. So today is Paul's favorite episode by far. No, it isn't. Today, we're going to be talking about really actually some cultural differences between, uh, I'd say, California and Tennessee. Yeah, they're worlds apart. It is fascinating to me how some stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, there are some things that are uh, true, even though they might be exaggerated uh, when we talk about them. But yeah, they are true. Um, And one of the ways you spot a Californian here is going to a room of 50 people and ask who's from California and half of them will raise their hands. There's so many out here now. There's a lot. I guess I would say the reason this one is your favorite, and I'm being sarcastic, is because this is kind of like the apples to apples podcast episode for you which you 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 can't stand apples to apples the game yeah no the game apples to apples is a terrible game and really it's just because i'm not good at things that are not good so it's subjective just because it's subjective see because you can't win at this i can win at everything i just you know apples to apples is not my favorite game okay i thought we'd start off with uh how to spot a tennessean and i'm going to talk about both because being here now for as long as we've been here we can walk away from a situation and go oh okay they clearly were born and raised here and we can say the same um after meeting somebody we can go oh yeah they're totally from california but sometimes it's deceptive. Speaking as a seventh-generation Tennessean, oh my you may meet me and assume I'm a native Californian, which uh. that's where I was born. But my ancestry goes back to the very founding of this great state. So y'all are welcome. Uh-huh. And uh, that's the story for another podcast. So Okay. So I'm going to start with how to spot a Tennessean. I have six things down here, Paul Craft. So if you can come up with any when we're done here, I'll be curious to hear what else you could add to this list. Probably nothing. <laughs> so, how to spot a Tennessean. First, number one, I've got, you'll hear them say things, not just y'all, because all of us kind of end up saying y'all. You'll hear them say things like, fixin', I'm fixin' to do this, I'm fixin' to do that. Yes, you'll hear that a lot. Uh, and that's a, a euphemism for what they're getting ready to do. Uh, I don't know why they just don't say I'm going to do that um, as opposed to fixing. Stop fixing and get to doing. Yeah, I'm fixing. Well, you're all fixing. Number two, you will hear them say at a grocery store, don't peek it, don't peek. You'll hear them say at a grocery store, go fetch a buggy. What are they talking about when they say go fetch a buggy? Oh, yeah, they're talking about the supermarket shopping cart. And uh, for some reason, they call it a buggy, which was a little weird because I always associate buggies with the Amish and and you know, the cars they ride in that are, you know, pulled by the, the horses, uh, I always refer to that as a buggy. So when somebody says in the supermarket, go fetch the buggy, I'm looking around going, what are you going to do with a buggy inside the grocery store? But yeah. yeah, that's what they call them here. But buggies, they're called buggies. Sure. Number three, when you ask a Tennessean for directions, they don't give you directions by streets. They give you directions by landmarks. So you will hear them say things like, Oh, y'all are going to be going down. Y'all go down this road past Mr. Anderson's. Where is Barn? Remember when he used to have the the picnics there at the corner and then you turn at the, they say stuff like that, correct? Yeah, and it's a little, 
especially if you get outside of like Nashville, Brentwood, Franklin, if you ask for directions there, you're not going to get that. But yeah, we've had several times where we've talked to a real estate agent trying to find property out in the more rural areas. And they say, well, you go to the old Anderson property. I'm like, all right, who's Anderson? Number one, uh, number two, where's his property? And why can't you just tell me how many miles to go down the street? But yeah. They'll say, go to the Anderson property. You make a right. You go to the old Oak tree where Maribel got married to Joe. Remember that when they, that big wedding, anyway, go to the tree they got married under and then you'll continue past that to the stream. The middle of the stream is a property line. Uh, you get directions like that. Well, what I love about that, though, is they assume that you know. Well, I'm a seventh generation Tennessean. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. So I, I like getting directions like that. You know, it's kind of sweet. Okay. I prefer to get where I'm going. <sighs> Number four. Okay, this was very odd to me. But when you go to breakfast, you will see them order a Coke. Usually a Diet Coke. I don't necessarily see Coke too much, but definitely Diet Coke seems to be a thing. That's kind of like their breakfast orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little odd that to was see that. but very weird to me. Sure. I mean, what's the difference between tons of sugar in your orange juice or fake sugar in your Diet Coke, really? Well, the fake sugar in the Diet Coke and the other cancer-causing chemicals in Diet Coke. But, you know, aside from that, hey, by the way, Coke lawyers, if you're listening to me, I'm just kidding. I, I have no idea if there's cancer-causing chemicals. That was said in humor. <laughs> Since we're on their food for a minute, I'll tell you the part that just blows my mind was when we came here and deep-fried frog legs were a thing. Oh, gosh. I've never had them, and I'm not going to put any of that to my mouth. No. Yeah. Can you think of anything else that they've served here that you're like kind of fascinated over? Uh, I haven't really understood okra. Okra seems to be a big thing here. It's on every menu that you, if you go into any southern restaurant, it's on there. I've never understood the appeal to it, so I don't I don't know where that comes from. But uh, yeah, okra is not really a thing for me. Well, I did find it kind of interesting when I bought an artichoke here, and I went through the checkout, and the clerk asked me what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You don't know what this is. I mean, being from, you know, California, you don't know what an artichoke is. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Is that the part? Are we talking about how you spot a Californian? Oh, not Art, yet. Art, not yet. Artichoke Sorry. pretentiousness? Yeah, that it was definitely artichoke <laughs> pretentiousness. So I would say the other thing that's very disturbing to me that they serve out here on a very regular basis and very thick is fried bologna. Yeah. I... Although I guess that's one way to kill the taste of the bologna is to fry it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't understood the fried bologna thing either, but and you know, that's again, that's so many places. That's a lot of them. A lot of them do have the fried bologna, and and they do this a lot of times out here. They have their restaurants. I shouldn't say restaurant. That's they have like little snack shack type things meat out and of threes. No, not the meat and three, but out of the gas station. So the gas station. I mean, that's really kind of what. You know, down if you go down to Lieber's Fork, that's what that is. You know, you go to that little gas station, which is mm-hmm. really cute, by the Redbird Coffee Shop, and that's a lot of roller meats at gas stations here. A lot of what? Roller meats. What does that mean? In the gas station, they have the little meat things with the rollers on it, push the meat. I've up and never down. heard it called roller meats in my life. Well, if you find yourself eating roller meats at three o'clock in the morning, you probably hit rock bottom. You probably, if you're eating fried bologna, you've hit rock yeah, bottom. Me too. That you do have those kinds of things here, uh, you guys. That saying, you guys, I'm speaking Californian right now, you guys. So uh, that stuff, including deep fried pickles, anything that doesn't move quick enough, they'll deep fry it, and they do believe that mac and cheese is a vegetable. No, it is if you cook it right. I'll say one other thing. Okay. I, I remember coming here and ha- asking for a salad, and they put shredded cheese on top oh, of this. Oh gosh, yes. On top of the salad, and I'm like, 
that was pretentious, I guess, on my part. Because I'm like, what are you doing? Why do I have shredded cheese? This isn't a taco salad. Yeah, I wouldn't call it pretentious, but it was just a little bit, it was just different. Which I guess if, you know, if somebody from the South went to California and didn't get shredded cheese on their salad, they go, what are you skimping on the cheese for? So, uh, well, it was just different. It was a little surprising uh, not having had that in California. And Waffle House is a thing out here. A great know, thing. Is a thing. And if you haven't listened to our other episodes, you need to. But Waffle House, Paul and I are completely in different sides of the aisle there. And if Waffle House lawyers, if you're listening, we are taking sponsorships. <laughs> okay. So one, two, three, four. We just did Coke for breakfast. Number five, how to spot a Tennessean. Number five, they will ask perfect strangers the score of a football game if they're out and about? College football. A lot of college football, especially on a Saturday. If you're out and about on a Saturday, you'll probably get asked if you've seen the college game or if you know the score of the game. Uh, big big teams here in Tennessee, uh, Alabama and uh, University of Tennessee at Knoxville, Big Orange. Those are the, seem to be the two big teams. And you've got your Auburns and your Georgias, uh, but uh, if you're in Tennessee, you're, you're going to be probably Team Alabama or Team UT. Yeah, so they really mean it, and they're going to ask you, and they'll expect you to answer. Yeah. So that's when I start pretending like I speak Spanish. I don't know what you're saying Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Well, for some people, football is a foreign language. Yes. Last but not least, how to spot a Tennessean. One, two, three, four. Number six. Oh, here's here's one. They don't understand why people are coming here. Yeah, they don't really get... Not to see why people are coming. They understand that Tennessee is a great state. It's like, okay, why are you leaving California? Because on the TV shows, California looks great. There's... No traffic. Uh, there's no homeless people uh, hanging out all over the place in parks with their hypodermic needles. There's no uh, air pollution. There's no uh, stores that you can't shop in because the shoplifting has caused the vendors to put everything under lock and key. Uh, they don't see that on TV. What they see is somebody pulls up in front of a store and gets a parking space right away and it only takes them five minutes to go 10 miles. And they don't see all that stuff. So they're like, why are you leaving California? It's beautiful there. You know, the beaches and the mountains. Um, so they understand why people are coming to Tennessee. They understand why people are leaving California. Right, exactly. And that and that's always surprising to me because they do keep up pretty well. They know who Governor Newsom is. They know more about our politics than actually a, a lot of people that I knew in California. Yeah, and what they know about California is one of the things we hear is, yeah, it's, it's so expensive there because obviously they know about usually about how California is one of the highest income tax states and gas prices are high. And, of course, property values are high because they see the $10 million mansion to be sold and everything else. They don't realize how expensive California is on the nickel and dime level of everything you do is more expensive. You want to be blown away here? Wait till you go to register your vehicle here in Tennessee versus what you pay in California. And that's just a small sample of the difference in just everyday life. The the fees and taxes that are imposed by the state of California are either one, non-existent here in Tennessee, or they're way, 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 way less. And we have the amenities. I mean, even though our, our gas is, is cheaper and our vehicle license fees are cheaper, our roads are way better. So then I'm not sure exactly what California is doing with the money. Though there are spots here. I do find that Californians pay more attention even to the taxes sometimes than the Tennesseans do because we, we have clients we're, we're working with right now that are moving to Tennessee. And, and for those of you who may just be listening to this for the first time, we have a real estate company called Maplewood Realty. And so our hope is that you will want to work with our team to help you make Tennessee home. So if that's something that you're thinking of doing, email us at info at maplewoodrealty.net. That's info at maplewoodrealty.net because we would love to help you find your Tennessee home and make Tennessee home. And go back and listen to the podcast from episode one up till now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was working on a client's uh, information. They were looking at moving to the Brentwood area and they weren't aware that part of the city of Brentwood in Williamson County is also in Davidson County. And just looking at the taxes on a house, I mean, for instance, let's just say a $750,000 house in Brentwood in Davidson County, what I'm just going to give you just to throw out a number, the taxes were about $4,000. Whereas looking at a house at the same price in Williamson County, the taxes were almost half that. And so there is a big difference even here when it comes to taxes. And so it's something that you're going to want to have a professional help you with because it is hard to come to a new state and go, okay, now where do I go? Well, you also have a situation too of there are cities that are split between counties more so here than in California. And so you will get more situations where you have a city like Brentwood where you say, I want to live in Brentwood. Okay, do you want to live on the Davidson County side or do you want to live on the Williamson County side? Hey, I want to live in Spring Hill. Okay, do you want to live on the Williamson County side or the Murray County side? Because there's pros and cons to each one. And I'm going to throw in one that a bonus one before we go on to the Californians. A bonus one. Going off script. Never goes well. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to throw one out there. I guess it'll be our lucky number seven, how to spot a Tennessean. I should say somebody from the South. It's always fascinated me. And we have an adorable daughter-in-law who's from the South. And she kind of fell under these same parameters. People that are from a small town out here don't necessarily venture an hour away to kind of explore other areas. And I found that kind of fascinating because in California, since we lived in the Sacramento area, well, of course, we went to Tahoe. That's kind of a big deal. But we went to other towns. I mean, Sutter Creek. We went into the Bay Area. We went. There were places we went that were a lot farther. And so I've asked a lot of Southerners oh, hey, have you checked out this town? And it may even only be 40 minutes from them. And they haven't. It's 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 common. Yeah, they think we're like Lewis and Clark because of all the, the towns we visited. But everything is really within a two-hour drive from where we're at. So it's not like we're venturing way out. It's just that, you know, we, we take the opportunity to go visit these towns. And a lot of people live their whole lives are like, you know, what's in Shelbyville? Why would you go to Shelbyville? Huh? Why not? <laughs> Turned out to be a nice little town. I mean, yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. That's how you really find a Southerner. Okay, so now for the part that many of you have been waiting for, how to spot a Californian in Tennessee. And I'm going to start with number one, numero uno. Do you know what I'm going to start with? Don't, you're looking at my notes. Don't look at my notes. That's called cheating. Well, stop pulling up where everybody can see them. The first question. Even people on the podcast can see them. Listen, because there is a a difference between Californians and Tennesseans. Sure. First question we get from anybody who purchases property, and our agents have said the same thing. Can we put up a fence? Yeah. One of the things you'll notice in the South, if you come from California, is a lot of neighborhoods, most of the homes do not have fences. And the first thing California wants to do is put a fence up. And that's normal because coming from California, every neighborhood had a fence. Every neighbor has a fence. Your, your yard is fenced in. Uh, here in, the, in Tennessee and, and really in the South, they just don't do fences. And one of the ways you can tell a Californian is they put a fence up as soon as they buy the house. One of the things we usually tell our clients is just wait a little while, see how you like the fenceless yard. Cause when we first moved here, we rented a house that didn't have a fence and we thought we were going to hate it. And we lived there for a year before we moved into the house we bought. And uh, we ended up not putting a fence at the new house cause we liked the fenceless yard look. So well, every time we tell a client that the first thing is, Oh, but I have dogs and you don't understand. My dogs are big dogs. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, maybe you're, Situation is you have to put a fence up, but 
I would suggest you try one of the dog collars that uh, doesn't require uh, you to bury a, an electric line in your yard. It's just a, a station that goes in the corner somewhere and you plug it in and you set the radius and you can get them at PetSmart for about a 150 bucks or so. So I would suggest you try that first uh, if you're inclined to you know not have a fence around your yard. We did that with our dogs and it worked like a charm. It's so much so that the training was very minimal. Yeah, it takes a couple of weeks to uh, train the dog about where the boundary is. And then uh, after a couple of months, we could let our dogs out in the yard without even their collar on and they would not go beyond the boundary. And so it worked well. And I would say even still they do that. Mm-hmm. They would they would not run out front. They would not. And we even had dogs next door that they wouldn't run over and bark at. I mean, they wouldn't go in their boundary. So I would recommend that. And also you might be surprised at just how much you love the open feel being from California. That was the first thing we thought of. And along those same lines, these same Californians will want to know um, if they can have a floodlight. I would just say, wait on that for a minute, because most of the time we have floodlights because we're afraid of, what would you say? (laughs) unsavory characters coming around our home. You know, here, stealing is still a crime. You know, California encourages it. Uh, we discourage it here in Tennessee. So we really don't have those same problems. That's why, say why, do, why do you say California encourages it? Well, because whatever you make legal, you encourage. So pay attention. I mean, marijuana use has gone up in California because they legalized it. So once you legalize something, you legitimize it. And they have basically legalized taking property under $950 in California because there's no punishment for it. So whatever you incentivize or encourage or legalize, you get more of. Well, they haven't legalized porch pirating. They just haven't given them any consequences for it. It basically, but I mean, yeah, it's still, it's still done with impunity, as you can see from watching the news. And Nordstrom's is closing their San Francisco flagship store, which has been in downtown San Francisco forever, not because they can't make money there, but because they're getting robbed hand over fist, left and right. They cannot uh, stay there. So they're closing down their store. Hmm. Well, then that is very frustrating for mm-hmm. sure. So I would say hold off on your floodlights. You, you want to make a friend with your neighbors and just wait. You just aren't going to need it like you think. The other thing I would say hold back on it would be sprinklers. That's another thing that we're used to in California is uh, or sprinklers. And you just aren't going to need it. It's not a necessity. Are you gonna? Are there gonna be some times where you're gonna need to water your lawn? Yes, there are. But a sprinkler, like going back in time a little bit, is is well does the trick. Yeah, we get enough rain here in the summertime that you typically don't need one. So number two, how to spot a Californian in Tennessee? Uh, let's kind of go back to the buggies, the shopping carts. In Tennessee, you're going to find you know, look around in the parking lots, and this was something kind of fascinating to us. Parking lots are clean. Basically, people have put their buggies back. They've put them in either the area where you put your carts back or they walked them back to the store. And so with the onslaught of new people in the area, I'm starting to see my first shopping carts that have been left by cars. And I I am just as much to blame in California for this. It was just our culture. It's what we did. Uh, So here we don't. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to pull into a parking lot and see all the carts, you know, in their corrals and not banging into cars or taking up a parking space so you can't park. And it is just kind of a, I guess, a mentality down here of, hey, clean up after yourself. Put your cart away. Why should somebody else have to do it for you? So, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a cool thing to see. So I'll look and I'll go, a Californian right there. Not in a great way, unfortunately. So put your carts back, guys. 
And number three, I, okay, so here's where Tennesseans, if any are even listening, I'm sorry guys, but your driving stinks. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's the worst, which, which, which leads me to number three, to how, to how to spot a Californian. You know how to drive. Especially when it comes to making a left turn. That's a, John and I'll be driving someplace, we'll see somebody make a left turn in a certain way and we'll go, oh, they're not from around here. Um, so yeah, it's it's painful painful <laughs> it, it can be at times uh, especially if you get out into some of the smaller towns where like there's a two-lane highway and for some reason they set the speed limit at 30 somebody's going 30 miles an hour not a mile over 30 probably 29 miles an hour and it's like okay can we get going a, a little bit maybe even like 34 would that would that be okay well, nope and, 29 and even when school in school zones 15 to 20 miles you are going 15 and i'm not trust me i'm not saying go 50 in a school zone no but i'm just saying they take this incredibly seriously yeah and i don't recall california really taking it that seriously not not that you shouldn't like you mentioned but i don't remember being a, a thing in california but out here man it's it's on and they've got cops out there and it's a crawl yeah they will they will pull you over if you're going 20 and a 15 during school zone hours there you will have traffic for sure at school time i mean a hundred percent you're going to have some traffic because it is a slow crawl so be ready for that um i i was going to say as well though on the flip side of that when you go to get off the freeway People here, you take your turn. And now in California, you you scoot up and you cut in front of people when there's an opening. You get up as close as you can to the exit. It's just what you do. Here, no, you wait in a one-mile line. That is normal. So when we see people cutting up in front like we're used to in California, we go, there's a Californian. And I'm sure all the Tennesseans are saying the same thing. Yeah, it is, that was a little weird, too, because when I first moved here, you're driving down the freeway and they've got you know, one lane close of a three lane freeway and there's nobody in that other lane. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's because everybody's just in their lane and they're just waiting for their time to, to go. And it does seem to make traffic move faster. So yeah. So don't cut in front of people. We'll know it's you. Number four, how do we spot a Californian in Tennessee? Well, when you talk about the freeway, speaking of freeways, you don't say the freeway and you don't say the 65 because that will show us you are from California. What no, no. do you say? From Southern California. Oh, Southern is the. Northern California doesn't use the. We don't call it the 5, the 50. So it'll tell you you're from Southern California if you call, you know, the 405, the 5. Uh, if you come to Tennessee and go, oh, get on the 65 to the 840, um, you'll give yourself away. For sure. Yeah. Being from Northern California, you just call it the freeway. Yeah, but here they call it the interstate. Like, so one of the ways you'll give yourself away is if you call it uh, the freeway. We would say get on 580, get on you know 680. We wouldn't say get on the 680 in California. No. So they would say here the interstate. Mm -hmm. And one thing for you to know, truckers are serious out here. They will take you out at the knees. They do not lumber along like lumbering fat whales. Now, Tennessee doesn't have any speed restrictions on trucks that are unique to trucks like California does. And they don't have the lane restrictions that California does. So if the speed limit is 70, it's 70 for everybody, including the trucks. And it could be a little off-putting to you know, be going 75 down the freeway and have a truck blow past you like you're standing still. And it's like, oh, that's a little, that's a little concerning. Number five, you can spot a Californian when they are holding up a line and asking for gluten-free options. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much you see that outside of Nashville, uh, Franklin area, but yeah, you'll definitely, uh, yeah, you get, you get fewer gluten-free options out here. I'll say that if you're a gluten-free person, it's, it's going to be a little tougher for you, but 
we have Whole Foods, we have Trader Joe's, and most a lot of restaurants have gluten free. So it's uh, it's not as difficult as you might think it is, but it's definitely not culture like California. No, we have Whole Foods, we have Sprouts. Really, moving to Nashville, I mean Nashville has all kinds of vegan options and lots of gluten free options. Even I think Cracker Barrel has gluten free options now. So I mean, a lot of these restaurants, I'm I'm pretty sure your Waffle House does not, but. I haven't, I haven't checked. <laughs> I can get extra gluten at Waffle House. <laughs> but I was going to say, it just pretty much, you know, if you're going to a small town, yeah, don't ask for that. If you don't see it on the menu, they don't got it. And they probably, they may not even know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a kind of a giveaway for the Californian. For sure. So number six, how do we spot a Californian in Tennessee? Well, I find that Californians that I talk to out here, will talk to us and always be surprised as well uh, after meeting other Californians from their neck of the woods. Like, oh my gosh, this person's from California. Yeah, there does seem to be a little bit of the notion that despite all the news about people leaving California, when they meet another Californian, it's it's like, oh, you're from California too. And they're initially a little taken back by the number of Californians here. After a while, you get used to it, but that wasn't a joke I made earlier. You walk into a room of 100 people and ask, how many of you are from California? Half the room is going to raise their hands. Oh, easily. Easily. It, they were doing that when we moved quite a while ago. So you're not alone. And I, my guess is you're hearing a lot of people still picking up, digging up roots and moving out this way. There are more and more coming. And it is kind of exciting because there are some things that Californians, you know, there's some things I don't want to lose. Some ways that I am uh, about California that I'm very grateful for. I'm very grateful that I grew up in California and I don't want to lose a lot of my, you know, I still look through a lens, a California lens when I see things. And to, to kind of rope it back around to real estate, because that's primarily what we do is Maplewood Realty. Because of the number of people coming here, real estate prices have stayed fairly strong here in Middle Tennessee compared to other areas of the country. So if you are kind of sitting in California going, well, you know, it feels like California prices are dropping, so Tennessee is going to follow, we're going to wait, and we're going to sit on the sidelines, um, I'm not sure I would encourage that strategy. Uh, it seems like Tennessee real estate staying strong. We've got an influx of people coming in, have a very strong economy. Uh, so even with the rise in interest rates, it really doesn't seem to have crushed the real estate market here in Tennessee. It's definitely slower than it was a year or two ago, but it is definitely still uh, fairly active and robust. Yep, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who were nodding your head along with us as we shared how to spot a Californian and how to spot a Tennessean, we'd love to hear from you. Did we miss any? Were there some things that you guys saw or you've seen that you're like, oh my gosh, how about this one? Email us at info at maplewoodrealty.net or you can get us on Instagram at moving to underscore Tennessee. That's moving to underscore Tennessee and share all the ways that you're able to spot somebody in the wild. Yeah, happy brought, I was going to tell him to hit us up on the Instagram. The Instagram? Yeah, whatever you call it. Thanks for listening to Exodus California Moving to Tennessee. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends and family. And if you'd like to talk to somebody from our office, you can email us at info at maplewoodrealty.net. That's info at maplewoodrealty.net. And we can get you started on your own personalized real estate listings because we'd love to help you make Tennessee home. All right, darling, barbecue's ready.